This is my second episode for my podcast of So You Want to Talk About Race by Oshiyama Aluo. And this is over chapter three and four. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm going to start with chapter three and tell you uh, what I thought about it and how it uh, impacted me. So this chapter started out with Aluo um, talking about her mom and how her mom was white and she raised two black kids uh one including um ojiyama and i think she said a sister um anyways so basically she was saying how her mom um she was very open and to her black, having black kids um but she also kind of off of what she said in chapters one and two on how uh, even though uh, you can be white and you can share um, similar viewpoints on race the way people uh, the way black people view the racism but So later in the chapter, 
she talks about having conversations about race and how you're supposed to have them. So, um, during that talk, she really stresses the point of, like, different ways to know if you're having the right conversation. So, and how to go throughout that conversation. So, one point she makes is always know what you're talking about. Like, have re not research, but know what you're saying and almost have numbers to back it up because you don't want to be going into a conversation about race, um, especially if you're white because she also said a lot that this is a um, white supremacist um, system in the United States. She said always have, um, always know what you're talking about. Make sure that you and the other person are on the same page because if you're not, that can cause some tension and might even turn violent, which she said happened in some cases. Um, and she also said, uh, never if you're if you're wrong or if you feel hurt, go back and think about what was said and how it affects you. Because she really wanted to make sure that if even if you wanted to have these conversations, that you didn't. Uh, feel too personally affected by them, that you you understand what's going on and the other person's view and you understand um, you understand that that's specific to them so you don't want to kind of stress the fact that they might be viewing something a certain way so yeah basically that's the main thing she said she, all, she ended off this chapter saying racism in general and talking about how um, if you follow the steps that she says to having a good conversation about racism, you can end up having a really good uh, conversation and it's really important. So she said she said that these conversations are obviously important to have because if they're never outspoken, then nothing is ever going to change, So, which is very true because for hundreds of years, if the if the boycotts and uh, the segregation movement, if that never happened, if Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, any of those um, social leaders, if they never came up, then nothing would happen. So it's important to have those conversations. So yeah, that's basically chapter three. Um, yeah, we're gonna move on. Okay, so moving on to chapter four. Um, this chapter starts out with um, Ojiama talking about her experiences as a child. So how she grew up in a um, mainly white, historically historically white um, suburban community um, where her and her brother were one of the only, well, she said the only two black kids in her classroom, but one of them only in, in her community. So... She talked about how how that impacted her, how that gave her opportunity and privilege, and she goes to talk about that later in the chapter. But she never really found herself as a black person in in that community since it was mainly white people. But later in her 30s, she's still in Seattle, and um, she found a Facebook group of colored people of Seattle in, in her city and she ended up joining that group to um, 
Well, she just ended up joining the group, and it had many scholars, uh, musicians, uh, I think she said lawyers, and different, like, different people of color. And she actually really liked it because it was a way, she she said that she actually found herself in Seattle, that she she found the colored people, and, and that made her feel at home, almost. So... She talks about how they had meetings and picnics, but she talks about this one picnic that they had at a local park in which they were all drinking, eating, and there were a group of other black men playing basketball. And she describes them as as like fade cuts with shorts on. And the way she kind of draws their picture is uh, she describes them as like typical black people. So let me go into that. So she said, uh, they they say, hey, wh- what are y'all doing here? And uh, they said, oh, we're having, we're a local group of colored people and we're having a picnic. And they asked, can we join? And the crazy part was that she actually, Ojiema actually, her and her whole group they stopped and there was like a silence which shouldn't be done but this is what happens later so the leader of the group said sure and they joined them and she kind of uh, the author Ojiyama kind of talks about what the silence meant like what like what impact did the silence have so she says that when they looked at those people they didn't view them as themselves. They view them as, again, typical black people, which is very, that's racism within racism. So basically the type of black people that the group, the Facebook group viewed each other as was bougie and scholarly and, you know, um, but other people they viewed them as less so what this did and what she describes is that after that she uh took a break from her facebook group because she realized that in her own